following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys, streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down, handoff, Elliott plowing to the goal line, Barry sacked by Lord, Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And it is April 2nd, 2019, 23 days and counting until the Cowboys don't have a draft pick on the first day of the 2019 NFL draft on April 25th. So it's 24 days and counting until the Cowboys do have a draft pick, unless there's a trade. Welcome to Talking Cowboys. I'm starting to get fired up for this draft now. You got fired up, Brian, about three or four months ago. Yeah, I'm ready to draft yeah. right now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm just now getting into it. I'm just now starting to fill up my big green NFL draft scouting note. There it is. Yeah. Mickey, how are you doing? I'm good. Good? Good? I'm not fired up yet. Why not? not? I don't know. I'm just not. This is the Did week to get fired up. Okay. Pick, do that? This is the right week. That's right. So tell us, Rob, what's going on this week? Well, this is top 30 visits week, right? Mm-hmm. Dallas Day on Friday, where they bring in local prospects. So And names always start to filter out. It's a huge advantage they have over other teams around the league. For sure, because there's, sometimes there's top guys. Miami, that, that are, Dallas. Sometimes there's top guys Rams. From, from the area that you don't have to, to spend a 30 visit on. Yeah. You know, that they, technically, they qualify to just come in on Friday. Yeah. Yep. It's a good way to do it. Yep. And it's worked in the past as well. Yeah, they always uh, seem to, these 30 visits seem to uh, allow them to the opportunity to get it, to know these guys a little bit better. Uh, you know, you've had this whole year now of a football season. You've had a senior bowl. You've had a combine. You've had now the 30 visits. And then you go put this board together. But the 30, I, I, I just always felt like, though, they pay really close attention to those 30 visits. It might be one or two names. It might be three names. But pay attention. This is There's a reason why that they bring these kids in, because they want to get to know them a little bit better. Maybe you want to have Steven and Jerry have an opportunity to visit with them a little closer. They don't maybe get to do that at the Combine as much. So, yeah, I, I think this is a it's one of those times. I enjoy this because I, I enjoyed this time of the 30 visits because I always wanted to get – you kind of see what kind of kids these are. I mean, the personalities and stuff, you know, outgoing, uh, well-spoken, you know, quiet, shy. What do you have to do to maybe, you know, and it, and, it, and it helps you when you start comparing them to other kids on that board. You're saying, hey, we brought this kid in. We feel good about him. What about the grades? Grades are equal, playing ability equal, medical equal. What can maybe shift it one way or another? And, you know, again, a guy like Debo Samuel coming in here, Wide receiver, he's talked about, you know, he's actually on social media. He's put out that he's been in the locker room and stuff, so no surprise there. But, yeah, Mickey's guy, hey, you get to know a little bit more about him, and I think that's a good thing. And uh, getting to know a little bit more about these players, I think that is why the the interest in the draft has skyrocketed the last 15 years, ever since YouTube became a player in our society. Because people like me, people like fans out there – we can now go on YouTube yeah. and go online and find out as as much as as, as you can right. via that um, about these players sure. and you know, whether watching tape of them or interviews with them and, and the interviews is stuff that that I look at and and I remember guys in the past that are top ten picks by other teams and then I see them interviewed and I was like 
how in the world do you make that guy a top 10 pick? Yeah. And that, that's what got me interested and why I, I started really studying it uh, was because I think it's – I think you can learn a lot about a player with those interviews. I still think it's the best way to help your team, the draft. The draft. That's the draft right. is. And I think that's, that's right. why people take such an interest because they love their team and they're thinking, okay, how? what's the best avenue? If, if we're not going to spend millions of dollars on free agent players, what's the, best, the next best way of doing that? And so you want to learn about these guys so when they do get selected on your team that you have an understanding of, Okay, this is the type of player that I'm getting. I think that's why a lot of guys and gals have made a living now because of the just the NFL draft itself. You know, year around year around job really is. Dane Brugler's made a nice career out of it. Guys like that. It's um, you're right. It's so important. It's the best way to do business because cottage industry. It is a cottage industry, (laughs) but you get you get four years of four to five years of control on a on a relatively friendly contract. For a young guy that can that can help your team out, and like Brian said, you know, co- combine you get 15 minutes with these guys. Right. That's it's it's kind of speed dating basically. This is more of an in-depth process, and like you said, it can help weed out maybe uh, close decisions between guys based yeah. on maybe you know football character that kind of thing. When you're stacked, when you put your stack together, and you just have that little bit more of a like a, a little bit more connection with the player. I think that's something. Now, again, they've had a couple of players they did not bring in on 30 visits. I remember we didn't bring in DeMarcus Ware, and they didn't bring in Mo Claiborne. That's, so, that's and, right. And those they, were two guys that had been drafted that were not part of your 30-visit program. I do remember at Valley Ranch they did bring Sean Merriman in yes, for a, sure for a visit. Yes, uh, Bill lady. Parcells. Was that a head yep. fake? I don't know if it was a head fake. That was a head coach. That <laughs> I was a head it, coach was on that one. Now, in retrospect, looking back at it, I mean, DeMarcus Ware. I mean, there he's about as clean a guy as you could possibly have walked through those doors. I'm, I'm going right? to tell you something, and you've heard me tell the story before, though. It came down to the final hours on that one. That was, and, and I give Rick Goslin a lot of credit for. Uh, what he was able to do, the the he was able to get to Jerry Jones and all the things you talk about with Ware and Merriman that were that Rick had gotten from other teams. Rick had done. You talk about a guy that that had learned about the draft and he had he was talking to people and and the list of, of the things, the good and the bads on both players were clearly in the favor of Ware. And the type that's of why I don't, was, I don't yeah. think they needed to bring him in because they knew what they they knew about him. And if Merriman's we so, personality, he's more reserved. Although yeah. Demarcus is not really that outgoing yeah. as far as, it, but when you get to talk to him, you can see where his heart is. Well, we stuff. had a discussion about whether it was Spears or where at that yeah, time. That's right. yeah, that, that shows you how much we didn't know at the time. So, well, yeah. small school guy at the time, right? Well, yeah, but but it, again, it's about having a feel for the player, and we, uh, you know, it it. it, it Honestly, it went down to the night before the draft. It really, it was. It usually you have an idea of which direction you're going, and we didn't have a, an idea until we came in the draft room that morning, which which way. And so, again, that's sometimes the thirty visits help you. Maybe it, it takes you another direction. But but uh, uh, comparing Ware and Spears, aside from the different positions that they played, Spears was the more accomplished player coming in. He was, but Ware had the had the upside. I mean, he, had you a, know, yeah. he was a late bloomer. If uh, you talk to people in the, if you talk to people around the league, I was trying to get a gauge of who, what direction. There was a big, it was a heavy offensive draft, and a lot of guys were saying if they were going to go up for a player, the player they were going up for was Ware. Mm-hmm. He was the one that everybody. If you're going for a defensive player. Where was the guy that you know everybody was like, 
You know, there weren't other guys. I and mean, it was kind of split a little bit on Merriman and where, but a lot of guys I talked to that before the draft said, hey, if we're going for a defensive player, we're going for where. That's the guy. If you had gone to the Senior Bowl mm-hmm. and seen where yeah. performance, yeah, pretty good. You you wouldn't have had no qualms about taking them where they did. That's fine, but there there was some projection there. I mean, the guy came from a small school. He wasn't a stand up linebacker in college, so you had to make some some projections on but what he, did he was going to be. At, he did both at the Senior Bowl. They had him stand up as That's a true. linebacker, and they had him put his hand ground on the ground as a defensive end. And if you saw him go side sideline to sideline, chasing guys down, yeah. Demarcus Ware. Well, and then that look, would have been Bill Parcells' mistake because mm-hmm. he wanted Spears. No, yeah, yeah he was, right. but he was more on Merriman though too. That was a fight. Both was play, really? both players had the same grade, and that's where the fight came down to was that the scouts were more interested in Ware, and, and led by Tom Saskowski, that group was they were on Ware, and then Bill was more interested in Merriman. But the exact same two grades on the players. But that just shows you, though, it, 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 this thing could be – it could go up all the way. And the fact they don't have a first-round pick, now you're a little bit of mercy of the board. And, yep. and you really have to protect yourself because you have to throw a wide net. And then it's like, okay, well, who's going to be there when we pick at 58? Or do we need to go up? You know, there's a couple of players in, in, my, in my mind, you know, that they're talking about bringing in here that, you know, the, the, the safety from, uh, you know, from uh, – Washington, you know, I, I think that you know uh, Taylor Rapp. I, I think that that's a guy. Him and Abram, those are two guys. I think you, you're going to have to go up. I heard. Gonna, if I heard gonna, Abram interviewed uh, yeah. the other day. Yeah, well, I was very impressed with him. And that's a good point, Brian, because we we talked to Jason Garrett at the combine about how your evaluation process. You still got to be pretty pure with it, even though you don't have a first round pick. Right. Uh, you know, the question was, could that affect your visits? Because you you know. What are, what are the realistic odds of getting a guy that's going to be highly higher rated? Um, but you know maybe they t- still take a look at guys that might be drafted higher just because you never know what could prop up. You know possibility yeah. of moving up. So or guys falling or guys falling yeah. because yeah. of either physical or yeah you know something off the field. You yep. never know. Uh, or ta- a slow time. Taylor Rapp. Speaking of slow times, slower time. Uh, Taylor Rapp. Four seven five. You're right. Not, you're not concerned as a scout. No, not at all. I, 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 this to me, and someone asked me that on Twitter this morning. I, I said, if he, someone asked you, where does he fall now? He runs a four seven four four seven five. The numbers I heard. I said, I hope he's there at two fifty eight. Because mm-hmm. then hand that card in. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is this is a player you watch him play. Again, I there's several players in this draft that I feel like that that and Holyfield, the running back, is another guy. You know, there's guys that don't have great 40 times, but you watch them play and they they're they're lights out and they don't and, and they're playing in big conferences. I'm not asking you to draft a 474 safety from uh, from Alderson Broadus College. I'm asking you to draft <laughs> a safety from Washington that you watch big time Pac-12 tape. You watch him open the season against Auburn. You know, you watch him play in the Rose Bowl against Ohio State. That's kind of what I'm based on. I'm, I'm not interested in the 475. What I'm interested in is the numbers 399 and 682. 
His uh, shuttle was a three ninety nine yeah. at the combine, yeah. and his cone drill was a six eighty two. That's all I rare. needed to That's see. That's all you need to know. That's that, rare. That's right. La- That's lateral agility. I, I don't okay. care yeah. that he runs a four seven five forty yeah. when somebody's running down the field. He can't catch him yeah. when he's already yeah. going to score. You would a love to have anyway. him. You would love to have him. And you know he's he could very well come in and do some of the stuff that you, maybe you're asking Georgia Loca to do: play down, tackle, get to the play, finish the play. So again. They fill the spot in free agency, but it doesn't matter, right? No. Because it, I, I look at their roster and I say, other than defensive tackle, that still might be a spot where, okay, you really need to address that potentially. But you don't necessarily have to do it at 58. You know, take the best guy. Bet you they do. Well, they could. They very well yeah. could. But I'm just saying it's <laughs> – it's, I don't know if that's – they could still go best available at a position that they've technically filled in free agency. You just mentioned Debo or a wide receiver. They could go there. I mean, I think they've, they've done a pretty good job of covering their needs in free agency. But, but D-tackle still stands out the most. Well, what Fair? about the safety? What about him? What safety? Well, what you were just talking about. I just said safety, wide receiver, whatever. Oh, but you yeah. said defensive tackle, I did. right? I said defensive tackle. No, I mean, I, oh, okay. I said that's probably the, I said the they, last need that you look at and say, eh, I don't I, know if they've I, got what they want. I think that they, I think they're, I think they're hunting defensive linemen, not defensive ends. I think they're hunting defensive tackles now. I thought I had them in the, in the in their magazine that's coming out hopefully this week. I think this, that, right yeah, this Bill, one here. Bill Jones is showing it's pretty that, thin. Yeah, Bill Jones showing that's a that, piece that of is paper. pretty thin. Yes, ha ha. Show the, you want to show the magazine? Yeah, Bill? yeah. There's there you go, the right there. Right there. Go get your copy. You yeah, I get a copy. That, that, we'll, that we'll look at the information out about that. That should be coming out this week. But yeah, in the in the magazine, I picked I, the, the the gentleman on the cover there from Boston College, Zach Allen. I'm sorry, I can't get past the gentleman on the cover that says Sooners on the front. Yeah, mm. yeah. Is that the biggest picture? Yeah, he's taller than everybody on the cover. How does that happen? We did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah, make him look bigger than everybody. Okay, else. so the gentleman on the cover from Boston College, far left, number two, far right left, there. number yeah. two, yeah, right here. Zach Allen. That would be Zach Allen. Yeah, right that's kind there. of who I thought that maybe if they were looking at defensive end, that Zach Allen. I'd ask a question. Greg Gabriel, who is a former player personnel director for the Bears, is on Twitter now. By the way, a really good follow if you like to kind of do that stuff because he's he's lived it as well, and so he. He was talking about, uh, you know, uh, the different you know, where guys are going to be. Would you rather have a guy like Allen, who we is in the scouting terms we call as a glass eater, who might not have the most talent, or would you rather have Rashawn Gary from from Michigan, who has all the physical ability? but doesn't always play tough all the time. Rod Marinelli wants that glass eater, doesn't he? Yeah. Technically, I mean, hypothetically. I that's always think, his I mean, type of guy. And see, that's what I'm saying. That's the argument that, that scouts get into all the time is, though, do you take the guy that has the athletic ability over the guy who doesn't have the athletic ability but is tough and can play a couple different positions and all that? Allen is not going to wow you with his testing numbers, but where he'll wow you is, is with his ability to play at the point of attack and to finish plays and stuff. Gary, clearly, Gary could play. I tell you what, he, I think he could be a three technique uh, you know, f- and play over the shoulder of that guard and, and be very disruptive. But at Michigan, they play him on the outside. He's a different player than the player you drafted here two years ago. That that type of he's got pass rush ability where I felt felt like Taco had to develop more of that pass rush ability. And so basically, a defensive tackle, what you're trying to do is replace a guy who only got into two games last year. That would be David Irving, right? right? I mean that yeah. that because when you look at what the Cowboys have lost. 
and the, and the defensive tackle rotation. They've still got Malik Collins. They've still still got Antoine Woods. They've got a guy in past situation, Tyrone Crawford, who can slide down. And they've added Christian Covington, Kerry yeah. Hyder. But what they're missing is that dynamic Disruptive guy. Disruptive guy. Right, yeah. exactly. Right. Which right. Is who they didn't have last year either. No, they did you know? not. They did not. And I think the health a little bit, you know, with you talk about with Malik Collins, yeah. you know, I believe, am I right, Rob? Is he one of those guys that's up in 2020? Yep, last well? year of his so, deal. So you got to think about now, if you do draft one of these guys, is that the replacement for – uh, hopefully you can get something done with, I think with Woods. I think Woods proved a lot of people that he could play in this league, and you know you you'll probably do something with him. But you know, I think Malik Collins is as hard as he plays and stuff. The injury history or the injury questions are always going to be there. That's kind of why I think like they're looking at defensive tackles right now to be uh, to kind of to be a, a replacement for those guys. Kent Garrison is here to take your phone calls as uh, we'll do that as we continue on. But Mickey. Uh, Rob says defensive tackle. What can what is the concern for you uh, as far as what they haven't done in free agency to fill the needs? Well, I think a lot. Uh, the decision on defensive tackle is where's Tyron Crawford playing, and I know he's not that dynamic three technique guy that you might be looking for, but he did start the first half of the season last year in defensive tackle. If you remember, might be your starter at left end. Well, well, yeah, uh, but it, with Robert Quinn now, does that move Crawford back inside? It's or is possible, Quinn, or is it a or rotation? Is Quinn a rotation, and I, he's just pass rusher. Yeah, I think we need to talk to Rod Marinelli about that. We'll probably, you know, sit down with him at one point in time and maybe get his thoughts on that. I, I, I would think that you would keep. Quinn is probably as a rotational player. You can keep him fresh and let him, you know, in in certain situations. And as much nickel as stuff as you play, we always talk about that 65, 70% nickel. You get those, you know, you could keep Robert Quinn. I think it'll allow Robert Quinn uh, at Miami when he was there, he was in a rotational system. So, yeah, I I think that if you want to, you know, you want to start off playing the run, you use Crawford. And if you want to, uh, you know, you want to rush the pass, you put Robert Quinn in there, and there you go. Where do you guys think Tyrone's best spot has been? Because he's kind of been like a Byron Jones type guy, this chess piece that you kind of move wherever you need him to. That's his, that's his best spot right there. Where? The chess piece. Wherever? Yeah. Because I, I know when he moved out to end a year or two ago, it was, I think it probably helped him a little bit from the wear and tear standpoint of trying to play inside all the time. But yeah, it, hurt, it helped his shoulder for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that it helped the run defense. Yeah. Well, if you got you've got a guy that can play the run rare like Lawrence does, that that helps. You got two ends that can hold the point of attack. Now you got two linebackers that could run and fill. Yeah, and then you got Woods who could be a little bit disruptive inside too. So that's why you play the run pretty well if you get guys that are all pretty good at the point of attack. So to Rob's point, okay, your defense. Let's say you sign Demarcus Lawrence and he is healthy from day one of the season. He's your left defensive end. Yeah. Ideally, then, what are you? Where where is that defensive end rotation? Uh, who who starts? Who comes in? Who, who gets? <laughs> we have to time? figure out where. Do you play Armstrong on the left or the right? He was mostly left, right behind Demarcus last year. Behind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's played both. You Ta- know. Okay, where's okay? Who, Taco's who, been who, right. Who do, you, who do you think? Uh, just project. Yeah, and we probably don't know, but just project if you can. Who's a better rusher between Armstrong and Taco right now? Right now. Right now. Um. Because that's where you're going. That's whoever the better rusher is. He's going to play right in. Armstrong. I like Armstrong. Yeah. Okay. Now, but now, but, no. but but he's better 
probably against the run too on the left side. And Taco started at right defensive end, right mm-hmm. ahead of uh, yes, ahead of Randy Gregory, right? Yeah, yeah. at times until yeah. until yeah until he now maybe they failed think, there yeah. and they moved Crawford back outside. Yeah, and Randy played more down the stretch, a lot more. See to me, Crawford backing up Lawrence, and you don't know what's going to happen with Gregory, right? Right. I think you got to operate like you don't have him. But exactly. I mean, their idea heading forward before he got suspended was he was going to be the every. I asked the question: Can he be your every down right defensive end? And it was absolutely. Yeah. It was like the look I got was, why do you even ask that? Yeah. So his body had matured. You know, he probably could play more downs just based off of weight alone. You know. And he was causing pounds. he was causing teams to chip him too. Yeah. They were putting the running back over there. They were putting the tight end. And that's over what they're doing there. with Robert Quinn. So you do watch they, that Robert Quinn. They did the same thing. Green do, Bay. So yeah. do they view Quinn as a the Randy Gregory replacement, and not knowing whether Gregory would get back or not? Yeah. So then does Quinn start? And then Taco's the backup there. It'd be interesting. I I don't think they move on from I don't think they move on from Taco or. Or uh, Armstrong, but they've got right. they've they've got to think about now about the numbers they have there and and who are the who are the you know was it going to be four guys yeah is that going you think they're going to keep five guys well if you count Tyrone as yeah. part of that mix potentially yeah all of a sudden now it's a good problem to have okay yeah. so I think that's why they're here, looking I mean, at all these defensive all of, tackles all of a sudden I'm going to present the problem that, that is a bad problem you to got have, too many which is guys you don't and have Lawrence you don't have Lawrence you don't have Lawrence worst case well then that means it, that you put you put Taco and Crawford. Crawford would start to me at left defensive end. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's was kind of his original normal yeah. spot. Yeah. Set the edge. If you don't have Lawrence by um, the twenty sixth of April, how does that affect things as far as the draft? Boy, I'm telling you what, I'm I'm grinding my teeth right now. I we, really we, am. We, you, know, you know, you know what, you know what, you know what could change this whole thing. This, you know, it could change this whole dynamic, in my opinion. And if you guys don't have to agree with me, you probably won't. If he were to get surgery now, he would put Dallas in a bad situation. If he were to get surgery right now. How's that? Because by getting the surgery, he's saying, okay, you cut me. I'm still going to go get money somewhere else. He's making, he, if you get surgery right now, instead of holding it as a chip, you're actually saying, okay, I'm with you. I'm going to get myself fixed. I'm going to be ready to play. Now you got to pay me to get ready to play. That I think I think he could get momentum back if he gets surgery. The more it, I think about this, the more I mean instead of holding it as a holding it over their head, if he were to get surgery as a as a show of good faith, now the the everybody's looking at him and going, "Wait a minute, he's got surgery, he's fixed. Why don't you pay him?" I think I think I think the Cowboys if the Cowboys knew that he was going to get surgery, I think the negotiations would would swing in a different way. I really do, as as a good faith measure. And his rehab, I, hey, I'm giving you something, you give me something. And his rehab would be done by the time training camp started. Then. Exactly. That's why exactly. The countdown's on because if yeah. yeah, you get past the draft and it's like start a camp doesn't look like if it. If I was his agent, I would have the surgery. I would go ahead because what he has to be ready about is because if it doesn't work out for the Cowboys, he has to be ready to play. Mm-hmm. He has to be ready. So if the Cowboys yank the tag on him, well, then he is, his ability to go get money or at least to get a one-year deal has to be on his ability to play. So if he's not ready to play when the season starts, 
then that will limit maybe the options that he has. Or he, or he could play without having the surgery. But then again, the cat. What are the Cowboys paying for? They're paying for a guy yeah. that's not at his optimum probably from yeah. from a yeah, pass rush team standpoint. wouldn't be either. You know, yeah. Or they, he could turn but, his back on twenty point five million dollars. I. There is always that. You think he would do that? I mean, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not him. He wants long term security. Yeah, man. I know he does. If he, it, it, I'd I, call him out on that one. You'd call him out on that one. I take my chances that he's not turned down twenty million guarantees. So you're, you're just waiting. It what out. about the surgery then, Mickey? What are you going to do is with that? Is that what you're saying? You're you're waiting it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, you're going to wait it out. Oof. Okay. You're waiting it out, but he doesn't get the surgery done. Yeah. What, what, how you feeling about that? You get past you get June first now, and he hadn't got the surgery done. Yeah. Wait, what if we get to July fourteenth and we haven't had the surgery done? So you're just going to let him go? We have no choice. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm asking you. you, you July fifteenth, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you want him? Do you want is him to still worth twenty and a half million dollars for if ten he's games? Yeah, for ten games. Or no. if he just straps it up, you know, and plays it with the that. harness again, he won't do that. Yeah, All I right. don't think he would. We continue and take your phone calls on Talking Cowboys in a moment. Kaboo, Texas is three days, six stages, over one hundred artists, including the Killers, Lionel Richie, Leonard Skinner, Miss Lauren Hill, Kid Rock, Alanis Morissette, Little Big Town, the Eight Vet Brothers, Counting Crows, Pitbull, Sting, the Black Eyed Peas, and the list goes on. Don't miss Kaboo, Texas. Single day and three day passes are on sale now. Visit kaaboo.texas.com to get your passes today. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. You want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa. Open Dallas Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, 
But you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper. And you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. Tommy John time. It's the offseason, and you know what that means. It's time to make some trades. Not just the Robert Quinn deal. It's time you traded your old, worn-out tidy whities for the latest and greatest in men's underwear. That's Tommy John. Trust us, all Tommy John underwear features a contour pouch for mind-blowing comfort. Plus, shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys and get 20% off your first order. And join us for the official 2019 NFL Draft Parties presented by Miller Lite at the Star in Frisco on Thursday, April 25th, Friday, April 26th, and Saturday, the 27th. Fans have the opportunity to see current Dallas Cowboys players, members of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, Dallas Cowboys rhythm and blue, and Dallas Cowboys mascot Rowdy, while also enjoying live music, games and activities, and more admission and parking free Visit DallasCowboys.com slash draft day for details. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Chris in Connecticut, first up here on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Chris. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Howdy. First, I want to say uh, thank you so much for all you do. All us diehard Cowboy fans are always scrambling and desperate for uh, things to hang on to and looking forward to the season, etc. So thanks so much for... Uh, you guys are amazing. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Uh-oh. Oh. Was that it? That was nice yeah, of you, him. But, there uh, oh, there we go. Since 67, and um, I want to say I'm how happy I am finally. You know, eureka moment that the Cowboys actually used a low-round uh, low draft pick to, uh, to pick up a free agent. I was just, like, blown away that they found, like, it's been scratching my head for the last 10 years why they don't seem to ever take advantage of that, but... Um, that's one thing. I'm really happy to hear that and see that they're kind of opening their eyes, hopefully. And then secondly, I was wondering um, if you guys could, could explain to me a little bit why I always feel like the Cowboys are very reluctant or resistant to, um, to getting, you know, uh, a really high-quality, big defensive tackle in there to shore up the middle because I feel like um, they they really seem to have a lot of difficulty defending quarterbacks that are mobile, um, and I just feel like they you know I don't know what it is. I keep hearing about they they have a low priority on defensive tackle, uh, you know the one that's technique, true. three technique, and I I just don't get it. So maybe you guys could could uh, no that's true. That. They they don't they don't want to use especially on a one technique. I mean Rod Marinelli. I mean he he just he, now he'll tell you the 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 under tackle or the three. And the right defensive end are very important in his scheme, but he he, he wants nothing to do with uh, you know he feels like he can find a guy and like he, like an Antoine Woods. I mean he feels like there are guys out there that he could find, he could coach. You know that's why we were on the draft show last year. We kept talking about Vita Vea, Vita Vea, and then at the end of the day they wanted nothing to do with Vita Vea, the defensive tackle from University of Washington. And Rod Marino, I even asked him about that. He's like, no, he goes, I, I'm I'm hunting, I'm hunting some defensive tackles, but they're not going to be. They're not going to be all these guys that you know. They're not going to be these defensive tackles that we've all, you know, uh, you know, you know, talked about on the draft show. I mean, the, you know, again, they don't have a first round pick, but Quinnen Williams, and Simmons, Wilkins, Lawrence, all those guys. I mean, no, he's going to find him a guy in the third round, you know, uh, that he that he likes. He's probably going to look like I say. He's probably going to look more for a 
he's probably going to look more for an under tackle or a three than he is a, 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 a nose because he's got uh, you know he's got Covington now and he's got uh, uh, the Woods. So I, it, if it's going to be a defensive tackle, it's going to be a three, in my opinion. Mm. You know, uh, Randy White, I do a, a show during the football season for CBS 11, a game day, Cowboys game day show with Randy White. And every every season, Randy says, they need to get one of those big bazooka, bazooka yeah. nose tackles in there. They won't do it. And, you know, that's right. It's so. funny because he played with he played with Booger McFarlane at, the, at Tampa, who was a first-round pick. And from then on, he just has never – he's never been able to do that. I'm trying to remember at the Bears and – the lions and places like that, you know, but still, he, as far as he one techniques. Yeah, he just big, sloppy nose. He will not do it. Yeah, it just that, yeah, that's, Stephen Pia was with yeah. Chicago, right? You know, and Stephen Pia was here Henry until he's Melton. Yeah, 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 but they just will not. He just it's 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 something fundamentally to him that he believes he doesn't have to do. Give him the under tackle all day. Give him the right defensive end, and he's okay with that. So as as. Fans look at the draft. What is the prototype of what Marinelli is looking for in that defensive tackle? If you could, from a scouting standpoint, as far the as the one or the three, the, the three, yeah, or, well, either the one or the three. What what is he looking for as far as height, weight? Uh, you got something on that, Mickey? You want to say? I mean, he's looking for somebody that's quick that can get up the field. Even yeah. at the at the one technique, right? While it's it's a bigger guy, he wants a guy agile enough to to be on the move. So from a scouting, but standpoint, didn't he have Sue at he he, he at was Detroit? I'm trying to think of it. See, but Sue, I'm, I'm but he's not the big sloppy 360 yeah. pound. Well, nose. he ain't sloppy, but no, he's big. Well, I mean, no. he had Warren Sapp and and at Tampa but, Bay. But that's yeah. but, but that's your three. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. that's his three. That's his three. Burger McFarland was his right. one, right. and then and then he had you know Simeon Rice playing one end was so yeah. I mean, you know, if you look at you look at what he's doing now in this draft, and you look at and you, the names might start leaking out on who they're going to visit and. But you look at the Kingsley kid, Kingsley Kiki from Texas A&M. Guys like you're talking about guys that can play yeah. in, can play tackle, can get up the field, get on the outside shoulder, attack. You know, uh, Tristan Hill from uh, from Central Florida is another guy that's like that. Gerald Willis from Miami, another guy that gets on the shoulder and gets up the field. Zach Allen. Zach, yeah, these another are guys. Guy. These are guys that that's what he wants. He wants he wants guys that can play the run, but also are, are interested in getting up the field. You know, Kent's got it right, uh, up there right now. He's got the Hill kids. See, I mean, if you're watching along with us right there. There's a guy again. He's got some size to him, but he's got the quickness, the agility. Those are the kinds of things he's looking at for his uh, defensive tackle. I mean, you can almost say that the one and three in this scheme are somewhat interchangeable because you've seen Malik Collins play both. You know, he's alternated between three and one. Like like you said, has some size, can hold up against the run, but you got to be disruptive and be able to push the pocket. Both those guys. I just think he's looking for more. I, I think that they're trying to find a way to upgrade the three. And I mean upgraded in a way that with Collins potentially being gone after next year with kind of his injury history with the foot, he's been having to deal with that quite a bit. I think they're looking for a guy to take over that role, the three technique. Now, whether Crawford swing gets inside again and does that, it might if they don't get the guy, maybe that's the avenue that they go. But I kind of feel like that, that they're hunting that guy. They're well, hunting that, 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 that under-tackle guy. But see the weird the weird thing of what the guy said about needing one of those guys in there to play the run. Mm-hmm. They finished fifth 
against the run last year. They did. Until the loss to the Rams. Right? They had two games. Where two they, bad games. Two, two bad, bad games. games. Colts and yeah. Rams. Colts and Rams. Colts and yeah. Rams. 450 combined yeah. rushing yards. Allowed. Other than that, and they still finished fifth. Right. And, well, they, you don't, you and don't, they only yeah. gave up 3.8 yards a carry. Yeah. Yeah. Until that game and the Colts game. But I think linebacker so, play was really good there, so too. So was it, was it yeah. like poor personnel, or all of a sudden did they kind of get out schemed on whatever kicked. they were doing? The, the both games, it looked pretty simplistic to me. The Colts game, I didn't see them running a lot of intricate plays. Got washed out of plays. They're, 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 I mean, they're both offensive lines, the Rams line, the Colts line, did a great job. I just thought they took advantage of the Cowboys being aggressive up front. Yeah. Well, they they and, they, and they beat did. them going the other way. They totally totally hammered them up front, and I think that the Cowboys have done a nice job of playing the run, like you said, Mickey. So, yeah, I would keep an eye. Again, these names will start popping out here, and and I promise you, there will be more of those under tackles or three techniques visiting here than the than the the one technique guys. I just I just that's just the way it's going to be. And to your point. With that current cast, they did a great job overall. But to Bill's point, think about what they could have had with Irving. And I know that ship has sailed, but I'm just saying if you could add another guy. I mean, Covington and Hyder can be part of this rotation. Right. But another disruptive guy in that rotation takes some pressure off Antoine Woods. That's what Hyder so can do. You're right. I mean, yeah, how ma- yeah, and how many of those guys are out there? I'm saying Which draft. ones? Well, Irving. You want to replace him, but he was a freak. Yeah, that's see, David Irving. There are people still debate whether his best position was tackle or defensive end. There are right. people that debate. I mean, he had just as much production in that Tampa game, if you remember, a couple of years ago, rushing as a as a left defensive end. I'm not saying you're going to find David Irving's talent level necessarily, right. but another guy that can you can throw into the mix with one, play of, every with, week. Yeah, with one of these first couple draft picks. I mean, right. I think that can only help this group going forward. Yep. One guy that I'm intrigued by, and I'd like to get Brian your uh, thoughts on Charles Aminahu yeah. from Texas. Not, not much like there, not really. Not overall. You didn't and have him the, ranked the, very high. The, reason, high. I, the no. reason I am intrigued by him uh-uh. is, is is his long arms. No, no, there, and there's span. a lot, and there's a lot of a lot of long armed arms, long armed players in this draft. I mean, especially when you get to the cornerbacks and stuff like that. I mean, they got a lot of guys. Yeah, they've never, they've never, in talking to some folks about Amenahu, never really warmed up to him as a player. They just never, they felt, and they, the things that, with, the biggest problem with when you watch him play, and I thought the senior bowl was probably some of his best work, but you watch him play, you watch the Oklahoma game, stuff like that. I mean, he gets washed a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a 280 pound guy, and you're thinking, okay, be a little bit better at the point of attack. Not the, not so much. I mean, he is one of those guys when they when guys get on him, you see them take him out of the play. And I think that's really where the Cowboys Scouts kind of talking to them pre senior bowl about him and then senior bowl he kind of did some better things. And the, still the attitude was, no, nah, just go watch the game film. And the game film doesn't lie about him. Yeah, and you watch the Oklahoma games and he and it, he has some he has some issues there with and those Oklahoma linemen are all gonna get drafted. Yeah. All yeah, those guys are gonna get drafted. So you're playing against pro linemen there and you're having problems with them. That's just a little bit of a precursor to what potentially could happen to you. And I don't, I don't know what position he is best suited for. Well, he, he's played he's played all over, but I mean, I, I think the way he plays to me, here I'm saying about him as a rusher and all that. I mean, the the stuff that I saw with him was the the left defensive end. I mean, the the thing when I'm I'm looking at about with him at Texas is they played him in a head up scheme. 
you know, and it really didn't do him any favors. You know, when he was head up trying to like play with power, that's when the you know that's when the issues were. Did, did I talk about disengaging with guys? You know, you think his physical ability would allow him to to get off more blocks, but it just doesn't show. He could get moved by tight ends too. Is another thing that bothers me. If you're a defensive end and you're getting blocked by tight ends, that's a really bad sign. That is a very bad sign. Okay, the uh, little news nugget that uh, I think Tom Pelissero had first today uh, about Randy Gregory being extended. Uh, what do we make of this? Extended next year. They're standing by their man. Well, he would have been restricted next year, I think. Um, it says there's a lot of I, I've lost of, track. It said, lot, yeah. No, According, is, yeah, is, restricted is, next year because his contract got told. It's it called told. Con- yeah, told. That was told. The word I've been looking yeah. for. Yeah, like there three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Told. So he restricted. So basically, what you did—it's a minimum salary for next year. Yeah, right? and you gave him a loan for this year. That's yeah. Might have needed some money. Well, well that's not might have was... needed some money. How many times did the poor guy get fined last year? Mm-hmm. Every time you turned around, the that's... poor guy was getting a fine for something. That's you know? exactly what I was getting. Uh, yeah, and and all of a sudden those game checks when they turn into fines, there's not anything left. It's like taking taxes from the guy. You know, so all of a sudden, you know, and I think that this is. Again, this is, is Jerry Jones's way of making sure that he's trying to take care of a player, and everybody out there can beat everybody up about this deal or not. But this is a this is a another human taking care of another human is what this is until the problems get corrected. Because think know? about it, he he was on the books for a base salary this year. I think it was nine fifty five. Yeah, nine hundred nine hundred fifty five thousand. Um. And if he doesn't get to play, right, he doesn't make that money, right, right. So they've almost done him a favor. And Not might have, they have done him. They have done him a favor. And the three hundred fifteen thousand that they gave him as a signing bonus now splits over two years, right. And so you save yourself about one hundred and sixty thousand, yeah. against the cap. You would hope that, you, that, and you retain his rights. Yeah, you would hope that things get better for Randy Gregory. But again, he he faced so many fines and things like that that happened to him last year that he couldn't it, it, it took all his money and so now and, I, and i'm not saying how do you not live on nine hundred thousand dollars but just keep taking it away from you and see how you're doing but this was the cowboys way of saying hey listen we understand your issues and if you're a fan out there and you're busting on the team for trying to help randy gregory shame on you for that you wish. I mean, everybody wishes they had somebody like Jerry Jones in their corner that was trying to help them along. You know, it, it also it gives him incentive. It gives him hope that, it, that he may be. You're not totally kicking him know? to the curb. You're right. giving him a chance. Right. Well, Terrence Williams put Terrence Williams on injured reserve. They could have cut Terrence Williams, yep. but Terrence Williams continued to get paid. You know, big difference in the way they would talk about David Irving this past off season than they would Randy Gregory. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. Um, like you said, standing by him, no question about it. Uh, and then Robert Quinn was here yesterday. Yes, made the rounds. Yeah, I was not here. Signed but his deal. Yeah, signed his deal. Um, and, he knows and about I guess the hot that boys. Trade actually happened since the last time we convened. Wasn't no. it? Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I mean, we've we've talked it over um, quite a bit, uh, and and where that stands. But I, I think from a salary cap standpoint, that's um, 
it's a great, you know, it, it's a very good deal as far as what where the Cowboys are with Randy Gregory and with a, getting a veteran guy in here. He's got some skins on the wall and can still play at age 29. It, it protects you if something happens again with the defensive end spot, especially at the left defensive end spot. Right. If you cannot get the left defensive end done, it becomes a total impasse. Yeah, am I saying we had a, a, a big discussion about this? Derek Eagleton, myself, Nick Eatman, David Hellman. You know, are you saying he's better than uh, better than Lawrence? No, but are you saying at least it's it's a option if something happens where you you know where all of a sudden it's like okay we've got to move on now it gives you an opportunity to say okay we at least have a legitimate pass rusher okay. Okay, Taco and Armstrong and everybody else, it's time to step up and play a little bit better. You know, that's where I think this thing is. If you can't get Lawrence done, if you could get Lawrence done and have him and Quinn together rushing the passer, passer, excuse me, it, yeah. it, 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 it would be one of the it would be one of the best situations you can imagine. And then and then no telling what's going to happen with Randy, but I think like you said, Rob, earlier, that hey, you got to have to think about Randy not being here. Yeah, so, you again, do. It's, well, it's all, Gregory's not here, then he's not a rotation guy. He's yeah. playing every down at Well, right depending on what they do with Crawford. Well, depend Crawford on, goes left. Yeah, if Lawrence, if Lawrence isn't, there. isn't there. You yeah. said Gregory. If, yeah, if no, Lawrence, but I'm saying, yeah. and if Gregory isn't yeah. there, he's yeah. the full-time oh, right sure. there you go. End. No question. No question. And Basi- all you gave up was a 2020 sixth-round Basically, what you're looking at then, the makeup, if Lawrence isn't here, the makeup is you got Quinn and Taco on one side, you got Crawford and Armstrong on the other side. Right. As a makeup of the roster right now yep. without any additions. Yeah. And then hopefully you can add some defensive tackles. You've helped yourself, you know, with Covington, you know, you could Collins, Woods, and then maybe another three technique. And Hyder. And Hyder, exactly Hyder, right. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. And he can rush from outside too. Yep. So, okay, we continue with more Talking Cowboys in just a moment. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just. Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. 
Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. So Jack Black's getting real, real uh, worried about your sun care. Hmm. And they've come out with sun savers. How real? Is that your sun care real. or your skin care? Your sun care. Okay. Yeah, sun right. care. For your skin. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Okay. Yeah. And it's for the sun lovers. So you hmm. can go uh, to jackblack.com. From head to toe, toe. Mm-hmm. JB. Yeah. Yeah. Not a deer. Not a deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, has Doe. everything you deer. need to protect and nourish deer. your sun-loving care. And a, also for your tattooed skin. Huh. They also have lotion to take care of that. Yeah, that uh, big Italian so flag on your back. Guess what? <laughs> you would get one free sun saver with your $65 person. And Portion. you get both with an $85 purchase. So you can choose from double-duty face moisturizer, intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com and use the code SUN1 for one, and you can get two for SUN2. So wait, go wait, to wait, wait, I lost, getjackblack.com. I, 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 say, no, don't ask him to read it again. What are you doing? I just didn't catch the code again. What was the code? Sun one. Sun one. Or sun two. Okay. Why did I just feel like we were playing bumper cars? (laughs) Mickey, is that a is that a real read or were you just kind of? No, it's a it's a no. (laughs) They send out their little weekly updates. So we need to like buy some Jack into a read. Okay, I see. So we need some Mm. Jack Black buy some so we can get a professional reader. Is what we and you can get. You also can get new Ink Boost Tattoo oh. Care Kit. All right. See, I, I have never heard that? of that. Hey, good. That's 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 important. Even though I don't have a tattoo. It says nothing. Uh, hmm. It's nourishing essentials to keep tattoos of all ages vibrant. <laughs> I, I know where kids going here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Kids eight, minute, eight minutes to go. Here we go. And <laughs> yeah, I saw somebody the other day that needed that skin care for the tattoos. Hmm. Who was that? Oh, I don't know. It was some lady working out. Was Seventy-five <laughs> okay, years old. Okay, here we go. It hmm. was. A here we cowboy. go. It's our last show. It yeah. was an indictment against tattoos. When one you more get time older. on that drop there, Kit. Cowboys. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the warning that I always gave uh, my daughters about getting tattoos, like mm-hmm. a butterfly tattoo, like yeah. on your hip or something like mm-hmm. that, is. Over a number of years, that yeah. butterfly turns into a condor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So, that is true. That's All an right. SNL skit. Yep. That's a pretty good one. So, what's up with the Alliance of American Football? Sound like they're suspending operations. Mm-hmm. 
So not closing shop, just suspending. Well, suspension will lead to close, is what it sounds like. So yeah, they're can't even finish the season. Yeah, I don't think so. They only had two. And two games pro football they're, week, they're in week eight yeah and it sounded like that vince mcmahon it said something to do with this uh who owns the xfl, the XFL. yeah he sold more than three million shares of his wwe stock yesterday with the goal to come up uh, proceeds to fund his upcoming football league which turned out to be about 270 million 272 million dollars is what he sold off stock yesterday so. that's because he has to pay bob stoops yeah. To coach the Dallas Fridge. <laughs> exactly. XFL will be exactly. fine. Think the XFL will be fine? Well, financially, they will. I don't know if anyone will. Because he's watch got deep it. pockets, Kevin? Well, yeah, the WWE makes like a billion a year. So. Now, I don't know how much money that. the guy from Dallas has that funded the league. Tom Dundon. But he, did he just invested lose? $250 million. Did he just lose that? Is that what oh, happened there? Oh. Well, uh, my gosh. Well, see, what he's been trying to do is leverage. The NFLPA to force the NFL to allow them to the, sign practice squad players yeah. in the off. But he, there's no practice squad players in the off season. Those guys are free agents. And once they sign, are you going to let them go play in a spring lead and then say, okay, now July twentieth, you're going to training? Well, camp. most of the practice squad players that the NFL teams want, they go ahead and sign them to future contracts right, right, at exactly. the end of the season, and I'll, so they then aren't available for the spring league. I'll tell you what, when we when we were doing NFL Europe, when we were first starting NFL Europe, at least this league gives these players enough time to recover. We didn't we we didn't give the players at all any time. I remember Dwayne Hawthorne that mm-hmm. we you know I mean he was a guy who went to NFL Europe, played a whole season. Then he went from being when it, he came back, he was just so beat up. Yeah, he couldn't run. I mean, the one thing he had was quickness, and he had none of that. He was dead. Well, the one they thing would play that, that whole season and get like a month between the yeah, end. And the, exactly, the, the, biggest go, exactly. the biggest problem with NFL Europe, as far as the NFL calendar is concerned, is it went as you're saying it went into May to the end of May, and, and so yeah. now you're missing OTAs and so forth, and That's, so you could not be incorporated into. I love, I love the fact that we were involved to try and work with the NFL and that stuff when, when we were in NFL Europe, but we, we didn't give those players enough time. Mm-hmm. Those, those poor kids, they, they, couldn't, they, could, they had to go straight from our league to a training camp. You know, I mean, I mean, they were they were they were beat. without being involved in the offseason right, program, right? Right, and, right. And that's why the AAF had set up their schedule perfectly to where it was over by the draft, right? And then now it's been over permanently. <laughs> yeah, and, but if the well, NFL team wanted to sign one of those players, they could and, yeah. and put them right into their offseason program, and they don't miss a beat. If the NFL wanted a true minor league system, though, they could. I mean, I guess hypothetically, you could absorb this league and make it part of yours. Now they were they were televising games on NFL Network, but it's not an official partnership. Yeah. But I don't know if the NFL really wants to go down that road of well, having a minor league system. The problem is they too, got college football. They, yeah, they've yeah. put these teams in places where there's still major NFL teams, right? Like, Birmingham, what is it? San Antonio, San Antonio, who's got Memphis. Houston and Dallas this close. San right? Diego has a team. Memphis has a team. There's one in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But see, they don't Utah. they don't portray it like baseball yeah, does okay. minor league baseball. You get it's just minor league. Yeah. It, with these guys growing to get up, these guys playing there, there's no one growing. It's guys that are past these their are prime. guys that either passed their yeah. primes or couldn't make it. 
Yeah. And and it's hard to sell a minor but, league football team. But you're right as far as, you know, they were trying to get the Players Association to sign off on it. Sure. And, that would, and the, the only way a league like this would work would be like the old NFL Europe. Right. right. Where you've got an affiliation with the NFL. And I think the way they need to do it, if you got a team in San Antonio – Put them in a cowboy uniform. I, yeah, yeah, I can't. There's watch. no affiliation. Right. Yeah, that's right. good. I, I, I can't watch these teams with these uniforms that I have no well, clue who, should, which team is which. Well, what we should do. No affili- it, I, I want to see. Like in baseball, you'll have the St. Louis Cardinals in a long time, you know, the Louisville Redbirds with their AAA affiliate or whatever, and they wear Cardinal uniforms, whatever. But sure. like, if, if a spring league. Put them, you know, have affiliations with NFL teams and have them, yeah, you know, like look like the Steelers. I mean, why don't people go to games in Frisco, (laughs) baseball games? Because those are young Ranger Ranger. players that you think you're developing to get to the major leagues. So I saw Alex Rodriguez when I was working with the Green Bay Packers. I saw him play in uh, in Wisconsin for like 10 minutes. (laughs) He -hmm. played, but I mean, I got to see him, Mm -hmm. you know, play. I mean, that's why people went to Appleton Fox's games was to see Alex Rodriguez play. You know, oh, so. I, when I was in Jackson, that, that was Daryl Strawberry's sure. rookie year in, sure. the, in the minors. But that's a good point, Mick, because we've gotten a lot of questions about, hey, are there any AFF players to keep an eye on, you know, as a feeder system? And it's I don't know if it really is with this current group they've got playing. And I if mean, you watch it, it's – I haven't watched a lot of it, to be honest. But you don't, you don't see a lot of <laughs> – Well, the, the hard part is, at least with baseball, you can see individual guys – if they're progressing in football, like if you don't have offensive linemen, I'm sorry, the quarterback yeah, is toast. You know, something though from this league that we might get is the way they handle replay. That might, you know, with the, if you remember, they had, and I know you say they didn't watch, Mickey, you've probably watched more games than anybody, but they had the ability, you had the ability for the communication between the booth and the, and the, the official down, and you right. kind of, Heard the discussion that was going on between the two. More transparency. More transparency. Yeah. You're right, Kent. So maybe that's something that we'll get. There's always something that these leagues give us, and maybe it's like they, you know, that wasn't a bad idea about us being able to hear the official tell the replay official tell the official on the field exactly what the the call should be. I like yeah, that I they eliminated that. extra points too. It's only two point conversions in the AAF. Yeah. You can still kick a field goal, but after a touchdown, you have to go for two. It's like a arena, pretty, arena ball. Yeah. Kind of. yeah. Well, and the other thing that they were experimenting with is letting the official in the box mm-hmm. have direct communication, like right. you said, to fix something. And truth be known, that's what Jason Garrett was angling towards at the right. owners' meetings. Right. It wasn't what they ended up. He was wanting to basically go that route. Sure. You're going yeah. to the Masters. I am. Leave. Saturday for a, I'm going to go for a Tuesday practice round. So you guys, I will be listening. I won't be listening on the course. You're going to practice? No, they, I'm going to be practice round of the Masters. Oh, okay. Which is the time to go? You, yes. If you go yes. to the Masters. You so yeah, I, I leave for Atlanta. Way. Atlanta on Saturday. He's going to hang out with some buddies and then go to the Masters on Tuesday. I'll be back with you guys Wednesday. How about Second that? Second shot for Brian Broaddus. Yes. Looks like he's using a. That's what I thought. He, he needed to oh. call in and have didn't his know that Titleist made a shovel <laughs> with his pimento cheese sandwich. Oh my gosh, hand. they're so good, Mickey, and they're two bucks. So you've been there before? I did. Went last year. Oh, did you? Yes. Okay. I love that place. That was the. And I'm not a golfer. That was the first Obviously, professional golf tournament golfer. I ever Thank you, covered. Coach. Was the Masters? <laughs> Ryan says you can eat off that grass. You can. It's oh my god, it is amazing. <laughs> that place when you walk through the gates, you're like, there's nothing out of place. Wow. Except me. 
<laughs> and on that note, that's a great way to end talking Cowboys. But you will have the draft show on Thursday at 11. We will be here. Okay. We'll, we'll dig into this a little deeper. We get closer. Get right. closer. Here we are. And we will talk at you again next week here on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!